You're listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. Visit us online at knowthecause.com and join the conversation at facebook.com slash knowthecause. Okay, joining me right now is a guest each and every one of you love because you know him. You've seen him on my show for, what, 15 years? Yeah. Kyle Drew uh, drove in from Oklahoma City. By the way, he's got the most outstanding radio show called Super Health. It broadcasts from a big station out in Oklahoma City, and man, does he have friends out there. Uh, thank you for coming in, Kyle. Thank you. Thank I you. Love, it's good to be home. Oh, I, I love to be working home. with you. It's, you know, you questioned me. You remember 20 years ago or so when we met, you thought your mom told you about me and you thought I fell off a turnip truck or uh, no, something. No, no, no. I, I actually know. Really? Now, that's not the case. What's because mom you? told me to watch the show. Yeah. And, and the reason she did is because I love natural health. Mm-hmm. I love natural health. And it's the first time, and so I turned it on. It wasn't called Know the Cause at the time. Your health. But I turned, yep, and I turned it on, and I loved it. I loved it. What I didn't know about was fungus. Now, I thought, well, fungus, I don't have fungus. Right. Like everybody does when they first hear this show, when they first expose uh, to Doug Kaufman. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, that's cool. You know, I, I could take less of the fungus stuff. I guess he's dealing with a lot of people who have fungus. Well, yeah, I didn't know the half of it. <laughs> we all have <laughs> we it, right? All did. right? But that was a game changer. So uh, I remember going to um, the OU. I live in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. So I went to the OU Health Science Center. Mm-hmm. Um, this is before, this is pre-internet. Yep. And uh, there was a medical bookstore. And I found a mycology section, and you had referenced several books. Uh, Kibler's book, right. for example. And so I started looking at it, and it was amazing. Isn't and I it? thought, you know, this has never, ever been talked about. I had heard Candida. Right. We all knew of Candida, thanks to your buddy Trowbridge and, yep. and others. But I had never heard of fungus or the word mycotoxins as, uh, as a big topic like what you were doing. It was brand new to me. What I want to do is entitle this one uh, Foot Ulcer Fungus. You know, for Foot lack of a better ulcer. word, you may not have seen this, diabetes.co.uk. In the UK, there's a huge number of diabetics. Huh. And listen to, I, I want your feedback, and here's why, Kyle. With your dual degrees, one in chemistry, you worked for big pharmaceutical yep. companies. And you must have had some exposure to treating open wounds, foot ulcers, right. uh, decubitus ulcers, bed sores, et cetera. It says, fungi associated with delayed healing in diabetic foot ulcers, says a study. The presence of fungi within wounds can be associated with longer healing times and poorer health outcomes. Then it goes on to say, this team analyzed 100 patients with diabetic foot ulcers over 26 weeks or until the wounds healed or required amputation. Oh. I, I know that. Um, you know it intimately. Uh, it, it's horrible. It says, the researchers observed that 80% of the wounds harbored fungi and mixed communities of fungi associated with a slower healing process or complications such as bone infections or amputations. Now, here's what I wanted you to hear because you and I mm. study cancer. They also noted that the wounds were higher level, uh, the wounds with higher levels of ascomycetes or sac fungi were associated with wounds that took longer than two months to heal. Sac fungi mimic cancer. 
So your thoughts, what did you guys do in pharmaceutical Well, medicine? I was in the chemotherapy side, so I wasn't dealing with that, but when you're in the pharmaceutical world, you don't usually stay with one company long. It's very common to just go from company to company, get a slight raise each time, and work your way up the financial ladder just by constantly moving from company to company. One of the companies that I interviewed with was actually a company that did something related to bed sores and, as you said, open wounds. Um, uh, diabetic ulcers would be one. I gotta tell you, that was eye-opening for me because I had only been, I had worked in the clinical setting. I had, um, as a chemotherapy rep, I was always in oncology offices and chemo rooms, but I had never been around just open wounds as a day-to-day -day thing. Mm -hmm. So we would ha have been calling on nursing homes. We are going in there and gosh, my, my poor grandmother, I mean, I never really knew her. She was in a nursing home, several of my aunts, and I knew how the horror of a lot of nursing homes. What I never knew was bed sores and open wounds. Mm. They are bad. They Painful. are horrible. How many people die every year from complications? As we see, uh, uh, you know, with a fungal overload like that, 88% or so. Um, but here's the thing. The way they treat these, by the way, this is a sidebar, but the way that they would sometimes treat these open wounds was barbaric. Mm. Barbaric. They would literally put something like a bleach on the wound and then put some kind of gauze, let it set, and then literally rip it off. Oof. Rip the top layer off. Oof. Just because the top layer was so overwhelmed with fungus and everything else. Needed to be debrided. It needed yeah. to be debrided. And so debridement was a horrific prospect. And this company sold a cream that basically, by the way, had enzymes and things that you could literally swallow and mm -hmm. things that a lot of dietary supplements have in them, but they were putting them in a cream. Long story short, though, once you are around anything where's, where's that, there's that open access for fungus to get in. Sure. Sinuses are obviously a big part of it. Ears are part of it. But open wounds particularly diabetics and um, decubitus ulcers and bed sores, whew, I'm not surprised. And uh, what I would like to know, though, is what are people going to do on the clinical side now that they know this information? Is anybody going to change anything? Well, Will there be more <laughs> of an antifungal approach? Kyle, the lead author here said... Uh, this author added that this interaction is important knowing that 80% of these wounds have fungus in it as it could lead to properly targeting treatment for people with these ulcers. Mm. Thus far, we have improperly right. uh, treated them. And I think we're finding that true over and over again in medicine. What did we hear last week? That they have finally found a fungus in Crohn's disease patients. To wit, I say, duh, have we been putting these patients on antibiotics for 50 years, and now we're realizing antibiotics could have fueled the Crohn's You're disease? saying that the study was fungus equals Crohn's disease? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which yeah. is interesting, and that's one yeah. I want to discuss with you in the, in the near future. Here's the headline. Fungus in humans identified for the first time as key factor in Crohn's disease. Wow. Number one, it's not the first time. That's a misleading <laughs> headline. But they're just amazed, these scientists. Here's my point as they have brought up here with diabetic foot ulcers. Gosh, 
we have totally overlooked the right thing. Mm. Sorry, folks. Sorry, those of you whose infections were so bad, diabetic foot ulcers, that we have been treating you with antibiotics and you died from a bone infection. Sorry about that, mm -hmm. but medicine is learning. Medicine is also non-policed. Mm. So one doctor can tell you one thing, another doctor can tell you another thing, and folks, you've got to, you've got to learn, you've got to absorb information as best you can. We see Know the Cause as a means of enabling you to do that. You're not gonna hear about this uh, foot ulcer fungus anywhere else. But God forbid mom or dad or aunt or uncle or grandma gets a foot ulcer, you can now pull this off our website, I'll, I'll blog on this, and run it to the foot doctor and say, wait a minute, are you putting antifungal on there at all? Are you using nystatin powder? Or do you have grandma on oral diflucan? Well, I don't know that a lot of people understood a connection you just made because it's a huge connection. When you said, up to now, here's a diabetic foot ulcer or a, a bed sore. Um, maybe they give you an antibiotic. Do you realize that antibiotics exacerbate fungal infections? A lot of people don't know this at all. Women know it mm -hmm. because women, everybody that I ever talked to, any woman I've ever spoken to, and I've tried to make the connection between fungus and antibiotics, sure. I'll always ask them, have you ever gotten a yeast infection after taking antibiotics? Nearly 100% of women that I talk to have said, oh my gosh, yes. So they know it. So they know it. That is a, that's a touchstone for them so that they can recognize, oh, I get it. So you're saying that fungus can grow elsewhere as well and cause problems, yes. And then we have the conversation. Now think about diabetic foot ulcers. If you're treating that with regular garden variety antibacterial antibiotics, but really it's fungus, that's exacerbating, that's intensifying the problem. And uh, what you said about, yeah, grandma died, but you know, people die when they're in the nursing home. Yeah. And yeah. The attitude, Kyle, is so It's sort of cocky. a big deal. It's like a who cares it's attitude. Sorry. Now yeah. let's talk for a minute. You touched on something I now want to pick up the ball and run. Okay. Women obviously equate antibiotics and a breakout of vaginal yeast infections. What yeah. about men? We take antibiotics. Let me tell you something, folks, that you don't know. A short time ago, WebMD said that antibiotics are associated with an increase in several different cancers, one of which is prostate, another one is breast, uh, another one is lymphoma. So I find this fascinating that men who are on two months of antibiotics will say, boy, I pity you, honey, because you get a vaginal yeast infection. Nothing happens to we men. Right. Oh, by the way, I went to the doctor today and there's a lump on my prostate. He said it's gonna be okay. And my PSA was 15, which measures a fungus. Um, think of how much mm. hyper-diagnosing and erroneous diagnosis are surrounding this one class of pills called antibiotics. Antibiotics induce several different kinds of cancer. Well, before we know it's cancer, you suffer like crazy with pain and you're up all night urinating and, and sexual uh, problems and so forth. It, it strikes me as amazing how we get away with what we call clinical medicine in America today. Um, when, when we are looking today, here we are in 2016, I hope people are listening to this in 2018 and 2022. We are equating a total misconception. Oh, my gosh, Kyle. We've been erroneously treating, by the way, don't sue us, don't get mad at us. 
uh, don't hire a lawyer. We've been mistreating 100% of open sores. Mm. And 80% of them, eight in 10, we've been wrong. Sorry, guys, but I gotta tell you the good news in clinical medicine. We've hit 20% right. <laughs> Remember in, in chemistry, you were telling me about in chemotherapy, yeah. when you get a result that's 7%, People throw a party. They throw a party if it can help 7% of cancerous patients. I, I got to go back to something you just said. Gosh, there, you have opened a box that Pandora herself would be loath to open. Because yeah. this yeah. is, uh, first, the thing about uh, here's a woman taking uh, an antibiotic, vaginal yeast infection. Here's a man taking that same antibiotic and saying, hey, that kind of thing doesn't happen to me. Years later, there's something on the prostate. Yeah. Um, I gotta tell you, I'm thankful for every time a symptom pops up that it helps me to identify some action that I'm taking that I need to stop. I'm thankful for it. Men, we have a problem <laughs> because a lot of times we uh, stuff doesn't show up on us for years and years and years and we think everything's okay. If it popped up immediately, we'd probably do something about it, but it doesn't. And then when it does pop up, no, there is, I always joke about this. Uh, your prostate swells up. Nobody can take a little sliver of your prostate, put it under a microscope, and there's never a sentence that says, this came from the antibiotics you took in 1973. Exactly. Bingo. No, there's no way that you can go back and identify what actually caused it. It requires a big macro approach to how does all of this stuff work. Fungus causes X, Y, and Z. Mycotoxins create problems. If you don't know fungus and mycotoxins, I'm sorry, you just don't know health, but if you are someone who is taking antibiotics all the time for every little thing, and by the way, they want you to. They want you to take antibiotics for every little thing that pops up. I'm sorry, we're opening up so many boxes, <laughs> but I was interviewed for, by a company that everybody would know their name, and uh, they, uh, they were interviewing me to sell uh, antibiotics. Well, I already knew Doug Kaufman by then. Right. Um, we weren't working together, but I knew everything about what you were talking about. So I went through the interview, they hired me, but it wasn't until they hired me that they said I'd be selling antibiotics. And they literally said, 80% um, of all antibiotic use has no clinical relevance whatsoever. In other words, 80% of the time when an antibiotic is prescribed, it's not called for. They literally said, your job is to bump that number even higher. What w your job is, is to convince doctors to use it for hangnails, for when somebody comes in and they have an ingrown hair. Prophylactic. Prophylactic. It, 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 they literally said, and they didn't say the word scam, so mm -hmm. I'm not quoting, right. but they basically said, uh, prophylactic antibiotics is the biggest scam we've got running. All of this is, it, look, if you don't even buy the fungus link, if you don't even buy what Doug is saying about the fungus link to disease, you at least have to acknowledge that we are so overloaded with antibiotics that antibiotics don't work anymore. And Kyle, we have proven that on this discussion. This group out of a big university in England showed 80% fungus in open wounds. That means your 20% rule, this company was totally true. 20% of the antibiotics are necessary, but we're using 100% of them. So we want to use even more and more antibiotics. Folks, are you ready for another blog? 
because we're gonna end this one, but I wanna tease Kyle and hope he'll stick around long enough to do one more blog with me. I want to read you a podcast. headline. Broadcast, or podcast. I'll I'm do sorry. the blog also. Yeah. Uh, give me a pin. I get these words. You know, <laughs> you say tomato, I say tomato. Listen to this headline, just hot off the press. Large U.S. crop yield. Mycotoxins remain a threat. We said antibiotics are the bad guys, folks, because they are mycotoxins. What about our food supply, our cereals? So Kyle, would you take a few more minutes and delve into that with me? I like it. If you wanna listen to more, go to our podcast now that talks about mycotoxins in our food. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or tell a friend. For more, visit us online at knowthecause.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knowthecause.